What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's my team selection for game week 16. So I'm going to run you through how the team is looking and how I'm going to use my two free transfers to deal with all the issues that have cropped up in game week 15. And I'll show you how I got on in that week as well. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and let's jump into it. All right, let's start with a quick look at game week 15. And it's quite funny because when we get midweek game weeks, I think most of us kind of enjoy it because there's more FPL, there's more deadlines, more decisions, more transfers. But then when they end up being awful, we kind of wish they just didn't happen. So I got 35 points, my second red hour in a row. I only had 10 players because Ariola had an injury, so didn't play, and I had Matt Turner on the bench. And actually, I'm kind of happy. I think things could have gone a lot worse. I've had two red arrows in a row, but the total amount of you know places I've dropped in terms of overall rank is like 16,000 places over the two weeks. So they're not even that bad. I had no Newcastle players last night, so I was expecting the worst. At one point, Dubravka was on a clean sheet and bonus points. And so for then Everton to score three goals... That kind of saved my game week. I was down like 500k. I think when Dwight McNeil scored, that was basically a rise of 100,000 places for me. So overall, like I said, it could have just gone a lot worse. So Ariola, uh, minor wrist injury, he missed the game. My back three was Gay, Gabriel, and Saliba. They got one point each. So three points total from my back three. Anyone that had Pedro Porro outscored my whole defense and my goalkeepers this week. Uh, Salah captain, blank. Son, blank. Possible injury. Uh, Dar uh, sorry, Harlan blanked as well. Darwin didn't blank, but he only got three points because he came off the bench, got a yellow card, and then got the assist as well. It was possibly, I don't think he was lucky not to get a second yellow card, but maybe a little bit lucky with the assist because I think another referee might have given a foul for the tackle. I think he won the ball. I think in this day and age, like referees just don't like you tackling from behind like that. But anyway, whatever, right? Darwin got three points. And then Palmer chipped in with a goal against Man United. Saka got an assist as well. So my only returns were from Saka, Darwin, if you can count three points as a return, uh, Palmer in, in Burma, who obviously got the goal before he came off injured. So it looks like a bit of a disaster on paper, right? Low points, 10 players, lots of one-pointers, lots of injuries. But given what could have happened, I actually feel okay about it. I just think two small red arrows in a row at this time of the season is probably not that bad. And surely game week 16 can't get any worse, can it? Let's take a look. So it's fair to say that there's a lot to think about for game week 16. Lots of my players have bad fixtures. Some of them have lost their place in the team. Some of them are injury doubts for game week 16 as well. And some of them are definitely out. Plus, there's lots of potential players that could come in, especially when it comes to attackers. So I'm going to try and run you through it all. I do have two free transfers, which feels like a nice position to be in. Although I only have two free transfers because I didn't buy Dubravka last week or Pedro Porro. And if I'd made either of those transfers, I'd be up on points. And I'd probably want them in my team this week anyway. So it looks good, but maybe it could have been better. So two free transfers, 0.8 million in the bank. Let's start with the defense. I think this week is one where my general feeling is don't stress about stuff you cannot fix. And what I mean by that is I've got Saliba and Gabriel against Aston Villa away. I'm already going into game week 16 knowing that they won't get a clean sheet. Of course, there's an outside chance it happens, but it's not very likely. They could get me an attack in return, but again, not very likely. So those two players are probably one or two pointers at best, but it's just no point worrying about it. There's much bigger things to fix this week in my team. Even with two free transfers, I can't 
get rid of one of my Arsenal defenders. And also, they got Brighton at home in game week 17. And I just think the way things are going with defenders, if I had to play one or both of them in that fixture, I don't think I mind all that much. So they stay. And I think longer term, the fixtures are pretty good. So I did speak a couple of weeks ago about having the double up and then maybe coming off one of them. But again, so much other stuff has happened. It just doesn't matter at this point. There's no point overthinking it. And by the time I get through Brighton at home in 17 and Liverpool away in 18, they've got West Ham at home, Fulham away, Palace at home, Forest away. And if I needed to play both of them in those fixtures, it just wouldn't be a worry. So it's just circumstances have come up, which means they are now staying. In terms of my other defenders, I've got Matty Cash against Arsenal at home, who seems to have lost his place. At the very least, he's not reliable anymore. Um, Gay against Liverpool at home and Charlie Taylor against Brighton away. So I am thinking about doing Pedro Porro in for either Cash or Gay. Now, it makes sense when you initially think about it to sell Matty Cash. He's probably going to drop in price soon. He's the more expensive player and he doesn't seem to have his place in that first 11 anymore. But all it would take is one injury to another Aston Villa defender. And then all of a sudden, Matty Cash's minutes would get better. And the long-term fixtures for Aston Villa are quite good. Whereas with Gay, he will play, definitely. But I don't see a clean sheet against Liverpool at home. And the fixtures coming up are really bad anyway. So for Crystal Palace, it is Liverpool at home, Man City away, Brighton at home, Chelsea away, Brentford at home, Arsenal away. The only game I could foresee a clean sheet in is possibly Brentford at home if Mbermo is still out. But even then, that looks pretty difficult. So it, I get it, right? It doesn't make sense to sell a player that's definitely going to start versus one that doesn't. But if Carlos or Konza or someone like that was to get injured for Aston Villa, then Matty Cash's minutes would go up. And after Arsenal at home, they got Brentford away, Sheffield United at home, Man United away, which is not great again. Like they could beat Man United, but I think Man United will score at home. Then it's Burnley at home, Everton away, Newcastle at home, Sheffield United away. So it wouldn't take much for Cash to become an option. But I think if I kept him, I would probably end up selling him anyway next week. I'm just giving it, I'm giving myself an extra week to kind of think about it. And if the predicted lineups go around to say that Cash is going to start, then maybe I'll just play him anyway. But I think Pedro Porro coming in for one of Gay or Cash makes sense. The only thing is, there was a tweet that went out last night to say that Pedro Porro was seen limping. Um, in the media, whatever, right? Wherever all the media are, he had to walk through. Is there like a media tunnel or something? I can't remember what it's called. Um, but he was seen limping. Now, it might be nothing, but I think at this point, I might as well wait to hear from Aaron Postacoglu before I make a move. If Pedro Porro is a doubt, I, I genuinely think I might not make a defender transfer because if you look at the fixtures for this week, the one that people are going to be looking at is Chelsea. Away to Everton, though. Everton are not bad this season. Their underlying numbers... For expected goals, expected goals conceded are decent. Can Everton get one goal against Chelsea at home and get rid of that clean sheet? Absolutely they can. So maybe a Man City defender against Luton, that could be an option. But I really don't think there's anyone else that I want to bring in this week specifically. Like Man United defender, I'm just not interested in holding them long term. So if Pedro Porro, if, if Aaron Postacoli says that Pedro Porro is a doubt, I'm probably going to roll with this defence. Saliba, Gabriel and then one of Cash, Gay, or Taylor. I suspect if I'm not confident in Cash starting, I would just play Gay instead. And it's terrible. It's not the defence that I want, but I think circumstances kind of dictate that. Quickly moving on to goalkeeper. Turner has lost his place, obviously. Do I think that he could get back in because Vlahodimos and Nottingham Forest hasn't been doing well? It's a possibility, but I just don't think you swap your goalkeepers 
that often unless you're Roberto De Zerbi. So I've got no confidence that Turner comes back in. And we're certainly, or we're almost certainly not going to know that. And Ariola is a doubt. Now, lots of people ask me whether we, he'll be back for the weekend. I do not know. I didn't see any quotes about Ariola from David Moyes last night. Hopefully, he'll have a press conference today and tell us. The problem is, it's a wrist injury. And obviously, he's a goalkeeper, right? So it's a bad one to get. And even if it is minor, you know, let's say that only keeps him out for five days. The next game is on Sunday, and they've just played on Thursday evening. So I think there's a high chance that he misses out that game. And so I'm probably going to have to make a, a goalkeeper transfer. And I will probably do Turner to Dubravka like everyone else. Do I want to bring in a goalkeeper playing Spurs away? No. Is he going to keep a clean sheet? Almost certainly not. But I definitely don't want to go in with 10 players again, given that I've got two free transfers. You could look at a different goalkeeper. It just feels like trying to be too clever, right? Because I think before this week, everyone was talking about Newcastle defence, and now they've conceded three goals. It'd be very easy to say that defence is going to struggle, therefore Dubravka's not a good pick. And it could, by the way, because Lascelles went off with an injury. That's another problem that Newcastle have. And I think if I was going to go for a different goalkeeper, it would probably be Sanchez at Chelsea, even though he had a really bad game, I would say, against Man United in terms of um, his distribution and stuff like that. But the fixtures are very good for Chelsea. So could I go for Sanchez for now and then worry about Dubravka later? Possibly. But if Ariola's not going to be out for a while, the Ariola and Dubravka rotation is pretty good. And like, is it worth spending an extra 0.6 million to get Chelsea's goalkeeper instead of Newcastle's? It just, it just kind of reeks of trying to be too clever. So I suspect my moves are going to be Turner to Dubravka and then possibly Pedro Porro in for Gay or Cash, depending on what update we get from Ange Postacoglu. So just like my defense, my midfield also has issues. These are the players that I've got at the moment. Uh, Salah against Crystal Palace away. Son against Newcastle at home, who's currently yellow flagged after last night. Saka against Villa away. Palmer against Everton away. And in Burmo against Sheffield United away, who's red flagged. And according to Thomas Frank, is going to be out for weeks. So he's another player that needs to be sold sooner rather than later. The three easy players are Salah, Saka, and Palmer. Even if I wanted to sell them, there are far more important issues to be dealing with this week. Palmer's minutes continue to look good. First choice penalty taker as well. Saka, I just think is a great FPL option, especially over Christmas with his minutes and stuff like that. And also, I think I mentioned this last game week, when we get to the Asia Cup and African Cup of Nations and we start thinking about maybe selling Son, maybe selling Salah, all of a sudden, I think Saka is going to become one of the best midfielders. So having him in place already with the fixtures that Arsenal have got just seems pretty good. And Salah is Salah, right? I have, I'm not going to go into this in great detail because, again, there's more important things to talk about. I have toyed with the idea of selling Salah before he goes away to then spread the money around and just make my squad better overall. But I think in game week 19, when he plays Burnley away and Haaland's got Everton away, I want to captain Salah as well as not just because of the fixtures, but also because Haaland will have been away for the uh, World Club Cup or whatever it's called. So I think with Salah, I want to hold on to him until the last minute when he then travels away in January. With Imbermo, um, he has to go. I think the obvious player for me to go for is Gordon. And the reason that I want to downgrade in terms of price is because I need to get Watkins back. All the moves that I make in are with in the back of my mind knowing that I need to do Darwin to Watkins by game week 18. So in Burmo to Gordon gives me that money. 
and allows me to still get the likes of Poro in as well without any issues with price changes and stuff like that. So I think that's the player I will end up going for. I didn't make the move last night, even though I knew that Gordon was going to go up in price because I wanted to give myself some more thinking time. But that is the obvious player to go for. Just to quickly run through other options, because there are a ton that you could go for um, at that price point. And I've got 0.8 million in the bank, so I could spend it and then try and find a different way to get Watkins later. But if we just look at midfielders for kind of 7.6 or below, Jarrah Bowen, great. Scored again last night, has obviously been super consistent this season. The fixtures are pretty good, I would say, for West Ham as well, especially for an attacker that's absolutely nailed on. But I just don't think I can go to that kind of money at the moment i think between huang and gordon look huang on penalties is good and the fixtures are pretty decent as well but four yellow cards and he's going to the asia cup i just don't want to add another headache to my team douglas louise also on four yellow cards uh drb just we don't know if he's going to start or not sterling i really like um, and i think because of the fixtures he's tempting to take a punt on but again it's the four yellow card situation and it might not be a big deal, right? He might get that yellow card, miss a game. I've got someone off my bench. You know, not the end of the world. He's not, even if he misses what, like let's say he misses Sheffield United at home in game week 17. He's still got Wolves away, Palace at home, Luton away and Fulham at home after that. And then even after Liverpool away, it's Wolves at home, Palace away. So I think Sterling's a nice option. But I just think it just leaves me too many other things to do to get that money to do Darwin to Watkins. So I've probably got to go to Gordon. Foden for 7.5 million is also a consideration if I can, you know, swing the money uh, and go up a little bit in price. I think with Foden, Luton away, Palace at home, not bad fixtures. I'm a little bit worried about what Pep might do in that Luton game in terms of just changing things around because the results haven't been going, or the performances and results haven't been going as well as he probably hopes. But with the blank in 18, it's probably not worth it. But if we were to get a double game week 20 announcement today, which is looking less and less likely, then all of a sudden wanting more Man City players will become a thing. So maybe then Foden would come in. And then look, I'm not going to go through the rest of the options. Gross at 6.3 could be a, uh, an option. Wall Prowse obviously scored last night. I'm not going there. Uh, Leon Bailey's doing well at um, Aston Villa as well. But I think it makes sense to go Gordon. Now, I am considering going for a much cheaper midfielder to shift funds around. But I think if I talk about that right now, it will just get confusing. So I'm going to talk about it at the end. All you need to know is I'm almost certainly going to do in Burmo to Gordon. I'm going to spend a lot of time thinking about reasons I shouldn't do that. And I'm going to end up doing it anyway. With Son, I don't want to sell him unless I absolutely have to. Because even if he missed Newcastle, the fixtures are still pretty good afterwards before he goes away in January. Um... We've been here before with Son this season where he goes off and it looks like he's got an injury, then he's fine for the next game. There's a few videos going around on social media where he does look in a bit of pain as he goes, not as he goes off the pitch, but when he gets back to the bench. There's also a few interviews and quotes going around. I've seen a few of them. Ange Postacoglu said he didn't know. In one interview, Son said he was okay. And then in another one, he said that he got a bit of a kick and he hadn't yet been assessed, so he wasn't sure. And also, it doesn't happen that often, but we've been. We, we've seen players say they're okay after a match only to then miss the next match so i don't there is definitely a doubt with son is what i'm trying to say um my initial instinct with him is if he only misses one game i just play archer or someone like that and i just have him for forest away everton at home brighton away and bournemouth at home and given they've just played on thursday and they're playing again on sunday 
there is maybe more of a doubt about whether he will start than you know before when they had a week between games if he's going to miss two or more games then i think he becomes a sell because he's going away in january anyway so if he missed newcastle and forest look everton at home brighton away and bournemouth at home after that are great fixtures but i don't think you can have someone that costs that much money just sat on your bench for more than more than a game week now if if someone was to get injured then that opens up multiple routes and I think at that point, I probably would ignore Gordon and I would go for Son to Bowen just for the assurity of starts. And then I'd have 9.5 million to spend. I'd probably take the risk on Sterling knowing that I've got 2.5 million in the bank. So even when I go Darwin back to Watkins, uh, let me just bring him up here. Uh, that gives me 1.7 million to spend elsewhere. So I can almost get up to Solanke and have eight attackers. So again, we, I haven't heard from Ange Postecoglou at the time recording. He might just say that Son is fine. But if Son is out, I think I'd go Son to Bowen and in Burmo to Sterling and then decide whether to take hits for Pedro Parry. For what it's worth, I would almost certainly, if I need to, take a hit to get a goalkeeper in if Ariola is not pass fit. So yeah, like I said, lots of things to think about. We've not even got into the cheap midfielder discussion. I'll do that at the end. And then up front, I've got Haaland against Luton away and Darwin Nunez against Crystal Palace away. And a bit like with Salah, Saka and Palmer, unless we find out in the press conferences today that either of those two players is injured, there's just no point worrying about them. There's other transfers to make and Haaland and Darwin Nunez should both start. Obviously, it wasn't great that Darwin got benched against Sheffield United in game week 15, but I knew there was a high chance of that happening. The good news is it does mean he should start this weekend. So he's not one to worry about right now the move from Watkins has not gone well and obviously I've said in the past that if I could reverse that move of course I would but actually having Watkins against Arsenal at home versus Darwin against Palace away I think that could be a bit of a tight battle I'm sure Watkins will come out on top but who knows Darwin Nunez might do something against that uh, Crystal Palace defense I've talked about getting Watkins back for Darwin I suspect I'm going to leave that until game week 18 though Watkins has got Brentford away in game week 17 which is not a bad fixture whatsoever and I'm sure he'll do well but Darwin's got Man United at home and I do just worry about what Liverpool might do to Man United I guess in the back of my mind I've got that 7-0 result um still just still just there right kind of uh, making me think that same thing could happen I'm sure it won't right I don't think Man United are going to lose 7-0 again but I think Liverpool will probably score enough goals where Darwin Nunez is a good option to keep and I believe between 16 and 17 they've got a Europa League game and they're already top of that group so I suspect that Darwin's going to start against Palace get rested in the Europa League and then start against Man United and then I will probably sell him to Watkins so that's the current plan with him with Haaland obviously I've just spoken about you know Man City with Foden they've not done as well as you would expect recently but I don't think there's anything to worry about it feels like at every point sorry every season there's a point where Man City are not doing well there's question marks over them and then they all just click into place and they start winning games and ultimately they end up winning the league plus they're playing Luton away so I've got to captain Haaland I've got no doubts about that whatsoever uh, and obviously with other players going away in January there's never going to be a need to use a transfer on Haaland he'll probably be my captain next week against Crystal Palace at home as well I don't think there's a better fixture uh, in game week 17 who yeah Salah's got Man United so that could be better but I'll probably go with Haaland so that's how the team is looking at the moment I'm going to show you the cheap midfielder route in just a second so as it stands i think in Burmo to gordon taylor uh, sorry turner to dubravka and keep Ariola. 
and then probably Pedro Porro in for Gay or Cash, and that would be a minus four. That is the most likely route, but there are other options, so let's take a look. So the reason that I've left this until the end is because I don't think this is a route that I'm going to go down, but I think it's always interesting to look at alternative plans that you can come up with. Essentially, I'm looking at whether Solanke is a better option than Anthony Gordon. Now, for what it's worth, I think for his price, Gordon is a great pick. I've got no issues with him coming into my team. I think the minutes continue to look good. That might not be the case when Harvey Barnes is back fit. I still think Gordon would be first choice, but he might get subbed a little bit earlier than he has been. But overall, he is a solid FPL option, and I already know that I'm going to spend the next 12 hours thinking about reasons not to get him, only to transfer him into my team. So that's the most likely route. But like I said, there are alternatives. So let's just quickly make the transfers that I spoke about. So Turner to Dubravka is one. Uh, I'm going to bring Pedro Porro in for Matty Cash for this because I think I need the extra money from Gay. And so that's two of my transfers for this week. And I'm also going to do Darwin to Watkins, which is a move that I won't make until game week 18, like I've already said. But I want to make sure that I've got enough money for that. So I always put him in the team when I'm tinkering around with possible changes that I could make. So pretend that Watkins transfer hasn't happened. I've only done Dubravka and Pedro Porro in. Now, if Son is fit, that's another player that I don't need to deal with. So it's only in Burmo. Likely route will be to go to Anthony Gordon. Um, but I'm thinking about potentially going to a cheaper midfielder instead. Now, I'm not going to spend a huge amount of time going through all the options because there's so many. But basically, it would have to be someone in and around the kind of Garnacho McTominay price point. So McTominay, Socek, Alanga, Adingra, uh, Enzo Fernandez, players like that. If I could convince myself that he's going to continue to start, then I do quite like Garnacho at 4.7 million, especially when he's got Bournemouth at home. And I think it's worth remembering this would be a switch from 3-5-2 to 3-4-3. So although I would play Garnacho in game week 16, he would then become the bench player instead of Cameron Archer, essentially. Now, whether it's worth using an extra transfer to switch from 3-5-2 to 3-4-3, that is definitely debatable, especially in a game week where there's so many issues cropping up that need to be dealt with. And plus, at the moment, it feels like the amount of midfield options has gone down a bit. That won't always be the case. And if I do get Solanke in, if he gets injured or something like that, there's not any forwards really that I would want to bring in at his price point or lower. So I might leave myself a bit stuck. But for now, let's just run with it. So Garnacho would come in. That would be my minus four. Dubravka, Poro, Garnacho. When you say it out loud, it sounds awful. Um, but that would be the potential move. And like I said, I would just play Garnacho against Bournemouth. Then in game week 17... I could do Archer out to Solanke. The problem with this is it leaves me really tight on money. I have nothing in the bank. So any price change will kind of screw me over, essentially. And I'd have to take another, you know, hit elsewhere. I mean, I could take Ariola out instead of Turner. But I think if Ariola ends up being back in a couple of weeks, I'd just rather have him in the squad. But that is an alternative I could look at. So essentially then I would be playing three at the back, Saka, Salah, Palmer, and Son as my midfielders. And then Solanke, Darwin, and Harland up front. And obviously, eventually, Watkins up front as well. I think with the money situation, it's definitely something to think about. And obviously, there's been a lot of weeks where I've not made an early transfer. But when we get to January, and African Cup of Nations and the Asia Cup happens, and we're selling Salah and Son, potentially, then suddenly a lot of money is freed up. You might not want to spread it around too much, because you're probably going to want Salah back after he returns. But who knows when that might be. So that is an alternative. The other option is just to not get Poro this week and just worry about that later on. Maybe get him for Saliba or something instead. 
um, and just roll with this defense for game week 16. But that is an option as well. I just think in isolation, Solanke is better than Gordon. And I just think if I can get him in game week 17, he's got Luton at home, Forrest away, and Fulham at home. I just don't know if it's worth that extra transfer when Gordon is just such an obvious player to bring in. So like I've already said, Anthony Gordon will probably come into my team, but I am looking at routes where I could possibly get Solanke instead. If you followed along and enjoyed that video, please do make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you're on podcast, make sure to rate five stars as well. I'll be back later for final thoughts after all the press conferences, deadline stream tomorrow, and then we'll be done with game week 16 and we'll move on to game week 17. So thank you very much for watching and I'll catch you again later. Sports Social Podcast Network.